I'm just talking podcast where I talk about any and anything that interests me. It is, for the most part, non scripted, uh, not uh, edited, um, and just topics that spur my, my train of thought throughout the week. Um, could be a, a holiday if uh, there's a certain holiday or if there's a certain you know, national or whatever day, I may talk about that if it strikes my fancy. Um, you can find the I'm Just Talking podcast on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Cast Box, Overcast, and Radio Public. Um, this is actually going to be dual. This, the audio will be uploaded to Anchor and then distributed out. And then the rest, uh, I'm going to try to post this on YouTube. Uh, I haven't made a specific YouTube channel. I do have a YouTube channel under my my real name, which I'll get to later. Um, big things going on in the world of sports. So one of the things that interests me is how sports and life sort of intersect, intertwine, and do we get anything else out of it besides the entertainment of sports? Do we get any sort of, um, you know, life lessons out of sports? I think sports imitates life but sadly I think in this case I I may be sort of contradicting that statement so where I'm going with this is Tyreek Hill arguably the best receiver in the NFL um, basically forced his way out of Kansas City going to uh, the Miami Dolphins after a contract dispute um, it was very well thought of at the end of the year and up until the news broke that he was being traded or being seeking a trade, that him and Kansas City would work out a deal and he'd be there for the foreseeable future. He's the fastest guy in the NFL, has a lot to do with their success, um, and it turns out that he's not there. Um, if you've been following sports, you know that you kind of know what's going on already, but just a little bit of backstory is when Devontae Adams was traded, again, at his request to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, he got a contract, which is around uh, average $28 million a year, 60-some-odd million dollars guaranteed, and Tyreek Hill had not signed a contract extension yet with the Chiefs. So now he wanted to be the highest paid receiver and whatever Kansas City was offering wasn't going to make that happen. So he gets uh, like $72.5 million uh, guaranteed. Four years, $120 million, 72 of which is guaranteed. He's got something crazy like 53 of that like up front like um, as his signing bonus. Now, what I can't tell you and if you're looking for this sort of you know, salary cap guru figures and all of these things, I'm not the guy. I appreciate you keep listening, but I'm not that guy. What I do know is when Devontae Adams got that contract, it basically spelled the end for his time in Kansas City. Um, they gave up 
the Dolphins gave, in addition to giving him 70-something million, they also gave him, they also gave up five draft picks, like a second, the first and second this year, um, and then I think two, two fourth rounds and a third round in the next couple of years or whatever it is. So, where I think my statement is contradictory is regular people don't deal with that. Regular people work for a company and their buddy who they think they're just as good as gets a raise. They go and ask for a raise. They're told no. They can't get traded to another restaurant. They can't get traded to another um, you know, accounting firm. They, they have to go out and decide to leave that company because they don't feel like they're worth, right? So where the difference is and where I think I'm contradicting myself is in this particular instance when it comes to what a player thinks his worth is and what the team thinks his worth is, that gives you, that creates problems, that creates the opportunity for that marriage to get to end. Now, in our in our situations, that would happen as well, right? Like, you would start thinking that you're not valued. You would start thinking that you don't want to to work for that company anymore. You would start seeking greener pastures or just a bigger bag, a bigger paycheck, right? But what we do often forget is that these guys are very, very specialized. They're paid tons and tons of money, which we don't forget that. But because they're so specialized, they only have, you know, small amount of years, small amount of places they can go. It's they, it's one of 32, basically. Like, granted, there's more than one wide receiver on a team, but they have only 32 places to choose from. So... When Kansas City decided they weren't going to make him the highest paid wide receiver, his agent found, and I find suspicious by the way, found a a team pretty pretty quickly. It was said to be between the Jets and the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill says, no, I was always going to the Dolphins, so that's where he wanted to go. And he wound up getting his bag. Now... The reason why I'm talking about this, and why do I care, I don't really care, but why why is it a thing, right? I was listening to Jim Rome, um, that's where I heard the the initial report, and you know, one of the one of he calls his followers the clones. One of his clones says, you know, you know, I'm paraphrasing an email or a tweet that said, So much for loyalty, just go chase money. And that's what got me thinking. So where I think it's confusing for us as regular people is these guys, especially football players, all they ever get is their guaranteed money. He may not actually make $120 million because of, you know, they they have cap numbers, they have, um, you know, roster bonuses they're due, they have cut designations, they have... You know, after usually the first three years, from what I've been listening to, is what's important in those those contracts. So after that, you know, if you're cut, you don't get any money kind of a thing. So these guys sacrifice. They play a violent game. 
equivalent to, uh, you know, medium speed car crashes every single day or every single week um, for, you know, an hour at a time. So we, we forget, we forget that these guys and, and even women in professional sports, although they don't get paid nearly the, the amount of money, right? We forget that these guys, you know, forego social lives, forego, forego relationships, don't have families till late in life. They, we forget that, you know, they, they miss things in life, you know, birthdays and, you know, whatever. They're playing on holidays, you know, when, when we're at home because we have a Monday through Friday job, they work every single day and then on Sunday they're entertaining us. So between the violence of the sport, the longevity of a guy that even get to a place where he's a good and have a big contract waiting or have the opportunity to go to free agency is very slim in the sport of football as it is. So when a guy thinks, hey, I'm just as good as that guy, I, I had X amount of touchdowns and he had X amount of touchdowns, I want the money that he, he got. Now, it does happen. You know, guys take hometown discounts, um, you know, because they want to win, because their family is comfortable, because, you know, that there's a, a, a million reasons why, right? But when a guy is, you know, 27 years old, it's his first big contract. He's still relatively healthy, and he's on par with a guy, one of his peers. He wants that money. Now, does he have to make more? I don't. I mean, I guess for his own, you know, self worth. But that, the market sort of set itself. Had he signed and he got fifty million guaranteed then Devontae Adams would have wanted $60 million guaranteed, right? So when that market got set at that number, he had to try to get that. He may not get an opportunity again. Now, again, guys like me, guys like you, girls like, you know, girls out there, females out there too that are playing sports, we say, well, who cares if he would have gotten $65 million or $70 million? When you're making that much money, $5 million doesn't matter. I, you know, to me, $5,000 matters. You know what I mean? When I was looking for work um, a year ago, I, I would have had to take what I could have gotten, right? But I asked for more money. Well, that's a lie. I knew I wasn't going to get the money I was making because I wasn't in a similar position. Um, I was coming into a new company. But I threw out a number that I could live with. And that number was, you know, shorter than what I had been making. So, but I knew that that money wasn't going to be life-altering. It wasn't, I wasn't going to be on a lower scale, really, than I was if I wouldn't, you know, if, if I would have um, scaled back too much. So what I'm saying is, is it's important to them because maybe that's the last contract he gets and that five million dollars has to last them you know what i mean like if i get five thousand dollars less than a job i'm st i still have an able body i still have 20 25 years to work probably he may only have two or three he may get hurt at the front end of this contract so that five million dollars i mean these guys really are building towards not playing 
yes, they make this money. Yes, they live in mansions. Yes, they drive McLarens or whatever, right? But they need more to sustain because they're they're injured, their bodies are broken. They, you know, the average guy is going to stop playing by the time he's 24, 25 years old. And if you're lucky enough and healthy enough and you get that large contract, you need all the money you can get. It's not greedy and it's not disloyal. I think he I think he did the right thing from a money standpoint. I could try probably unsuccessfully to talk about the football side. He's not going to a quarterback that's very good. He's not or not as good nearly as Mahomes. Um, he, he may or may not be going to a winning culture. Um, he, he may not get along with every, with everybody else in the room like he does you know reportedly with Mahomes and you know Kelsey and Edwards Elaire or Nandy Reed and Eric Bienemy. So you know he's going to a place that has a brand new coach, an offensive coach who has a similar you know uh, player in San Francisco. Mike McDaniel is the new coach there. And, and frankly, he's going to a place that, that does have a reputation of wanting to lose. He's going to a place that has some uh, questionable management practices now. They're, they're trying to change that. So I just don't think we can shit on this guy. I, I mean, bottom line, I mean, I could have said that right up front. I mean, while I'm talking it out here, because it's what I do, we, we can't shit on Tyreek Hill. We really can't. You know what I mean? So... If I put this back again, this is the way I try to tie my thought process into, like, me as a manager. We on purpose tell people, don't discuss your money. And this is why. Hey, I'm going to give you a raise. I think you've earned it. Um, we are going to, um, you know, we're going to give you an extra 50 cents. You know, an extra dollar, whatever it is. But don't tell anybody. Because it creates these sort of things. It creates people leaving your organization. It creates people not feeling valued. It creates a attention. Now, I don't think it should. I think it should create conversation with people that aren't getting raises. I think it should create um, a certain sort of competitive nature and a competitive fire amongst your staff. Because, hey, hey, how come I didn't get a dollar? Well, you know, Johnny comes in on time every day. Johnny is always respectful. Johnny always has... You know, the company, um, you know, he follows the company training. Eh, you don't really have, you know, you kind of wing it or you're not really here on time or you're, you know, we, we find at times you're disrespectful. Now, from a management standpoint, you should have already had this discussion before Johnny got a raise and then Jimmy wants a raise. You, you should have already done that, right? So I'm kind of looking at it from that, that sort of standpoint where, once it's known what other people make, the people who think they're on par with those people want to. They want to get. They want to get that same money. You know, of course, wages are, are sort of, you know, the going rate for a, a lawyer or the going rate for, you know, a, a chiropractor, a massage therapist, or whatever. It is largely built around what people will pay or what the you know the masseuses or the doctors or the, you know, optometrist, ophthalmologist, whatever. Um, the, you know, the fast food worker, what that area pays. So there was no way. There was no way he was getting any less. And whatever they wanted to pay him, obviously, was a significant difference than what Devontae Adams got. So we just have to look at that. 
the only difference between them and us is they are uh man what was the word I was thinking linking up the difference is their their earning potential first of all they get paid a kajillion dollars right because we're willing to go watch them pay and their companies which is their teams make billions of dollars but their earning cycle is much shorter like their need to build comes around once maybe twice in a career their guarantees are really nothing so if they don't get the big money and they get hurt in the first couple of years then they go back to being regular Joes and we you can force yourself out of a place but you can't ask Burger King to trade you to McDonald's you can't ask um, you know Domino's to trade you to Pizza Hut it just doesn't work that way when you're unhappy because Pizza Hut's not paying you 16 bucks an hour you don't go you have to go to Domino's and ask them to pay you 16 bucks an hour and you leave Pizza Hut um, on the management side I've had this happen a lot and there was a time where I thought the same thing like well thanks so much for being loyal you know how about all the times I helped you out or how about all the you know whatever it would be um, days I gave you off or and you start to think and, I, and I'm starting to think now that I'm in a different sort of spot in life and sort of opening my mind like people got to take care of their families man you just hope that they make the right decision for themselves you hope that they are professional and they go out to where if they needed to come back you can welcome them so in this case Tyreek took the bag and he didn't land in a terrible situation you know there's some question marks there but they've made some very good moves and you know we'll see what his career looks like and you know he he took his he's gonna take his 72 and a half million dollars um, hopefully he he has a very normal life at that point and uh, you know he can go on to to being you know one of the greatest wide receivers ever now granted it could hurt his stock a little bit he could have some issues now because he doesn't have a guy that throws the ball or has the football acumen like Mahomes but those are the risks we take when we go from you know Jiffy Lube to Midas or we go from uh, you know any any sort of job you know the, the, these guys have a very short time to make money they have a very fleeting moment of their life that they're going to be pro athletes and because the money's out there they got to go get it they can't just not so yeah it would have been great if he'd have been loyal but he wasn't I mean he already won a Super Bowl there what else does he have to give them another one you know what I mean so that's sort of the topic that I have for you for today um Normally I take a break, and then uh, I come back with some not-for-nothings. Um, I, I guess because I'm doing this on video, um, it'll just be one long... Uh, actually, you know what? I am, I'm going to stop this real quick, because this will upload on YouTube a couple of days later after I figure out how to edit my segments, and um, I'd love to put some more visual content in there. I'm not going to ever... Um, what do you call it um, edit my audio if, if it turns out that I have 
a uh, an audio problem or something that I'm not going to want out there, I'm just never going to post that. Um, but So my audio is not. But I, I want to try to make this visually appealing. You just don't want to look at me and the Raider pillow in the background or my... Man, I can't even point which direction. There we go. Or my, my New York Mets stuff in the back. You know, my TV. You know, you don't want to see that shit. So... Um, hang tight, we'll be right back with the Not For Nothing. Alrighty, welcome back to the show, you guys. Not For Nothing. My attempt at humor. My attempt at shit that drives me absolutely bananas. And this week, it's people on the highway. We call it here in California the freeway. Where I grew up in New York, they call it the parkway. Um, some places call it the expressway. Um, so, for the, my current job, I, I, I go out to other... Um, shops in this for this franchise that I work for, and I inspect other shops. Well, most of the most of these shops I drive 100, 200 miles a day, and I'm not sure why this happens to me. But not for nothing. Why do guys, and it's usually guys, have to speed like? stupid speed. Like, I'm usually like a 75 to 80 mile an hour guy on the highway. A couple of stretches of highway are 70, which is the speed limit, so you can probably go 80, 85 and not risk getting a ticket. So, I'm on this stretch of highway. And I'm going like 75. And if you're going to drive fast, not for nothing, be safe. Because you're not really being safe in the first place. So, this guy, white Honda, newer model, I'm going 75, three lanes, I'm in the middle lane, he's coming up behind me, he puts his blinker on to get over to the left, and he's, he's literally, he's got to be going like 85, 90, he puts his blinker on to go, he goes to the left, the car in front of me speeds up a little bit, he cuts in front of me, then he speeds up, and he gets over and to the right, so he goes to my left, comes in front of me, goes to my right, goes to the right, and then keeps bobbing and weaving. Not for nothing. If you're going to speed like a jackass because your dick is small and you need something to give you, like, your little balls a little tingle, turn your fucking blinker off when you're going the direction that the blinker was. Okay? This guy got in from behind me, blinker to the left. The left on the camera's that way. But he's going to the left. His blinker should have been in the left. But he didn't put the blinker on to get back in front of me. I wanted to go one more lane over to the right. So he's flying down the fucking highway with his left blinker on, going to the right. I don't get it. And then, not for nothing, same day. Maybe, maybe I'm an old man. I'm a grandpa now. Maybe I'm driving slow. Not for nothing. Maybe it's my fault. But another guy wants to show me how big his dick is, right? He's behind me. I can tell he's in an old beat-up car. It's okay if you have an old beat-up car. I don't have any problem with that. But if you want to try to overtake me, and you're coming up on me, and I can tell you, I'm, there's two lanes. I'm in the right lane. You know, I'm going a little bit more than the speed limit. I think I'm going like 68 at this point. You know, I'm not like going hella slow. If you're going to come up on my ass, and then whip out towards the left, and I can hear you trying to overtake me, except it takes you 
two football fields to even get next to me, and then I look over, and you have like a 90s era Honda with like a half falling off bumper, and you know how when people get into accidents and they piece the car together themselves, so the car was normally gray, but the, his back bumper was black, and his his right, you know, corner panel was, you know, dented, rusted gray. If it's going to take you that fucking long to overtake me, why? Why? Not for nothing, what do you... Why? <laughs> why? Again, men speed because they have small weenies. It's my guess anyway, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe you can say I don't speed because I am a weenie. And that's just fine. I'm okay with that. <sighs> Man, I, I don't get it. And it's, and it's, and it's the sheer unsafe, you know, lack of safety and lack of awareness. If you're going to go that fast, shouldn't you be a little bit more aware? Wow. Not for nothing, guys. We are pretty damn close to 1,000 total listens. Um, I know that there's a few people out there that are listening religiously. Like 20, I think I got like 20 followers on Spotify. Yeah, um, so that's where the most of my listens are coming from. So I appreciate you all. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, I'm taking a good 20, 25 minutes of your day, of your week, really, um, to, to give you something to listen to. You know, if you're a speeder and you're my homeboy because it's really only my friends that are listening right now, I don't care if you have a small dick. Just don't speed like an idiot. You know what I mean? Like... You know, I, I just think that uh, this has been a good, fun journey for me. Um, I, I really enjoy doing it, and I'm, I'm really happy that we're close to the to the thousand mark. And um, I'm hoping to add some more segments, add some sound effects, and, and kind of really learn and grow and put out stuff that people really want to listen to. Um, like, review, uh, comment, share download, you know, listen to other episodes. I I tend to talk about things that A, interest me. I tend to talk about things that are going on in, in current events. I tend, to, I tend to try to blend anything that's newsworthy to something that we can take into our lives. Um, there's a lot going on in this world. Um, we're not out of COVID yet. Ukraine and Russia are still at war. Um, there's, you know, a great judge that, that hopefully gets confirmed for the, the Supreme Court. So there's plenty of stuff. I hope to just distract you for 25, 30 minutes every, once a week. And if you've been, if you're a visual person or you, you'd rather listen on, you know, you'd rather put it on YouTube, that'll be available for you here soon. So remember to listen on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, Google, Overcast, CastBox, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Um, Breaker, I think, is replaced by Stitcher. Um, but you should be able to find it there, I think, as well. Um, thank you guys so much. My sign-off is always the same. Respect. Unity. Equality. Equality. Love y'all.